anonymous Republican Senate voices, people uh, who are afraid to speak on the record, they're saying that Kevin McCarthy really favors the omnibus spending bill and really doesn't want to get down to business right away. What is your unequivocal response to that? That's a lie. Hell no. Why would you move forward? And you know this better than anybody, Larry. They're going to raise another $100 billion on your baseline. We shall see, O oh ye of little faith, and with good reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, happy Wednesday once again, and, uh, and welcome. You know, there's a uh, polar vortex attacking the United States from Canada. For how long will we allow this to happen before we take action? Canada has to straighten this. We're going to have to put like a 20-mile high wall between us and Canada. Keep their, keep your polar vortex to yourselves. We're focused on global warming. It's going to get real cold. It's the first day of winter, and already it's climate change. You know, the winter is climate change. The summer is global warming. That's the, that's the thing about this. It's the heads I win, tails you lose deal. Uh, but uh, that was uh, Larry Kudlow talking to Kevin McCarthy yesterday. There are people who are saying that you're okay with this gigantic, ridiculous omnibus bill, which is packed with a lot of hooey. And he says quite forcefully, that's a lie. And uh, and then he said again something like it's not true. So uh, we'll take him at his word and keep a close eye on it. Right? Uh, we also have our our uh, our Wednesday mailbag questions for today as well, and I'm going to get to some of those. I'm going to get to some of those. And this is our third hour of three, so this is going to be the time to get to it because otherwise you're just going to be doing it to Piercy here in the studio, and that's no good. That doesn't make any sense. So let's uh, let's go because the Washington Post they're very excited about the urgent, frantic bill to avoid a government shutdown, and it's and it's very pressing. And gosh, they're taking unprecedented steps in the lumbering se- Senate under uh, the turtle and uh, uh, Chuck Schumer, who loves the after-school Satan Club, uh, sought to move it un- with uncharacteristic haste. It's uncharacteristic haste they're attempting to move. Because the $1.7 trillion bill splits Republicans. Uh, why are any Republicans voting for it at all? It shouldn't split Republicans. They should uh, put this on ice until they take control of the House in January after Christmas. And then they can start exercising some political power. But you know how they are. Let's. Uh, it, it has uh, how much? $44.9 billion in there in emergency military and emergency economic assistance for Ukraine, not for our border, not to uh, take control of our own country, secure our sovereignty, not for education, not to fight crime, but $44.9 billion because we all care very, very deeply about uh, parts of eastern Ukraine. How many billions does that make? The Washington Post is not going to add that number up for you because they're in the Democrat Party shill business. That's the business that they're in. There is uh, one Republican member of the House of Representatives. His name is Representative Dan Bishop. 
Representative Dan Bishop, it turns out he has some employees, staff, congressional staff. And he said, my team, he calls them my team. He's on their team, they're on his team. My team and I are reading through the omnibus bill today. This is yesterday. All 1.7 trillion and 4,155 pages of it. Follow along for some of the most egregious provisions in the bill. It's egregious. I was a, uh, uh, Marion Barry used to say egregious. I was, uh, every time I see the word egregious, I think of Mayor Marion Barry. Crack smoking, hoe chasing, uh, mayor of the District of Columbia uh, again and again. I voted for him again and again. I've got a great picture of me with Marion Barry, as a matter of fact. We're both smiling. He had some white powder around his nostrils. I, I did not. I didn't. We were in a bar in Georgetown at the time, though. I would have to. I'd say, remember Hunter Biden, he said he smoked crack with Marion Barry in a bar in Washington, D.C. I think that was the guards in Georgetown, wasn't Marion it? Marion Barry, he, I, you know what? I, I actually smoked crack with Marion Barry. I swear to God. Jesus. That was in Georgetown, and he used to go to a place right next to the guards. <clears throat> and I was a sophomore, I guess. It's right next a, to the um, guards. Junior when that happened, but he used to come there and drink like late, late. Sure. And I would be in there. Uh, Coke He'd does go that. To the bathroom. But anyway. But anyway, yeah, smoking crack. It was a place next door to the guards. I don't remember the place next door to the guards. Guard. Yes, yeah, I think it's an alley next door to the guards, to tell you the truth. Yeah, he used to go to a place next and sit on the floor in the alley, sit on the ground in the alley. Um, but back to Representative Dan Bishop saying that he and his team going through the 4,155 pages, $1.7 trillion. And he says, listen to this, uh, Congressman Dan Bishop. It expressly prohibits Customs and Border Protection funding from being used to improve border security. Right? And he's highlighted, he's posted, cut and pasted and posted clips. None of the funds provided in subsection A1 shall be used to hire permanent federal employees. You mean like the 87,000 IRS agents instead of border protection? Or for any flight hours other than those flown by U.S. Customs and Border Protection, air and marine operations, except for internal transportation of non-citizens. So wait a minute, the money can be used to fly illegal aliens that just broke into our country all over the country. Um, but it, uh, that it, that's what it can be used for. But it cannot be used for any flight hours other than those flown by Customs and Border Protection, Air Marine Operations, except for, you know, internal throughout the country transportation of non-citizens. And the Democrats wrote that down, and they're going to vote for it, and a Republican is going to vote for it, too. Let them. And then uh, to acquire, maintain, or extend border security technology and capabilities. That is strictly verboten. That is forbidden. You may not use any of this money to extend border security technology or capabilities, except for technologies and capabilities, listen to this, to improve border patrol processing. Processing. You know what that means? You cross the border, they process you, put you on a flight, uh, to, not to Martha's Vineyard, any place but Martha's Vineyard, and uh, they'll, the, the Democrats will pay for that. And any Republican votes for this, you should be impeached. At the same time, listen to this, Congressman Dan Bishop points out, 
this omnibus bill with $1.7 trillion allocates $410 million toward border security. Wait a minute, that seems contradictory. For the countries of Jordan, Lebanon, Egypt, Tunisia, and Oman. Not for the United States of America. You know why? They're not on our side. They're not on our side. Pretty amazing stuff. America lasts in action. Pretty amazing stuff. And uh, so it's uh, $410 million for border security over there. And uh, U.S. Code 2151 for enhanced border security, of which not less than $150 million shall be for Jordan. We've got $150 million for border security for Jordan. And it strictly restricts the use of money from this bill to secure our own border, except in as much as you process the illegal aliens and fly them around the country. That they've allocated money for. Um, that's because, you know, the uh, you remember Barack Obama, the fundamental transformation of the United States of America? You remember uh, Barack Obama about that? He, uh, he said the, this is their go. Joe Biden said something almost exactly like it, too. Uh, Barack Obama, he hates this country. We are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. And all the Democrats go wild. They cheered like uh, the Beatles just showed up, and they, they loved the fundamental transformation of America. But not Jordan. Jordan, we're going to ensure the sovereignty of Jordan. Uh, Joe Biden also said something almost exactly like that. Any single element of this framework would fundamentally viewed, would be viewed as a fundamental change in America. Yes, sir. And, of course, $1.438 billion that we'll be paying for membership in global multilateral organizations, including the United Nations. I'm not much of a joiner myself, but, you know, maybe we should $1.438 billion. I think we could buy the whole country uh, memberships to... Uh, country clubs, couldn't we? With golf courses and, you know, nice uh, cheeseburger stands and restaurants and stuff like that. International organizations, contributions to international organizations, $1.438 billion. Uh, and that's uh, considered to be perfectly wholesome and act of Congress. $96,240,000 will remain available until September 30th of 2024, provided the Secretary of State. You know, the Secretary of State of ours, what a Twinkie this guy is. Mother, can I'm going to have to check my Stanford guide, see whether they have an updated, updated guidance on calling someone a Twinkie. Maybe now a Ding Dong is the uh, preferred. Just amazing. Uh, and also, here is the Lisa Murkowski, who always votes with the Democrats. And the turtle, Mitch McConnell, supported Lisa Murkowski instead of the actual conservative running for the Senate in uh, Alaska. And, and the Republican establishment in Washington backed the uh, establishment Republican, Lisa Murkowski. And now the payoff comes. The word salmon appears in this bill 48 times, 48 times, and tons of money. Sixty-five million dollars going to the Pacific Coastal Salmon Recovery 
Expenses associated with the salmon population, $65 million. That's great for Lisa Murkowski, who uh, just, you know, came in as the rhino, and uh, all of that is uh, just fine. Mm-mm. Three million of our dollars for bee-friendly highways. That's, you know, like buzzing yellow and black striped yellow jackets, bees, right? Um, killer bees. Remember what happened to the killer bees? I don't, weren't the bees going to kill us all? And then they were going to disappear, and the bees were disappearing. Then we had the killer bees, and then, then we had the murder well, hornets, murder hornets about two years ago. And that never happened. I'm beginning to think that our news media isn't as trustworthy as they should be. Maybe they don't get stuff right all the time. What do you think? It's possible. $3 million for bee-friendly highways, another $5 million for the salmon. Uh, after you get the $65 million, there's another $5 million for the salmon over there. And uh, $3 million to carry out the uh, pollinator-friendly practices on roadsides and highways, because that, that ought to take care of it. And lest the other fish feel left out of the spending spree, $65.7 million for international fisheries commissions. Not even for fisheries, just for commissions to talk about international fisheries. Because the Democrats have friends that gave them money, and perhaps some Republicans too. Perhaps President Biden, Biden was onto something when he said, I know the human being and the fish can coexist peacefully. He's quoting President Biden there, human being and the fish. On a more sinister note, at least $575 million for family planning. That's in quotation marks. You know what that means, right? Abortions. In areas where population growth threatens biodiversity. I'm sorry, what? Population growth threatens biodiversity in Africa. And we're going to spend $575 million, which is illegal under the Hyde Amendment, on abortions. And we're going to call it, what are we going to call it? We're going to call it family planning to um, reduce the threats to biodiversity. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Malthusianism is a disturbing anti-human ideology that should have zero place in any federal program, but we've got $575 million for it. $65 million in two programs for Senator Leahy, a Democrat a liberal senator who is, I think, retiring, uh, and a federal building named for Nancy Pelosi. That's another $65 million to us, name a federal building for Nancy Pelosi. So called the House of Lies. The House of Lies. Bada bing, bada boom. You know, the holidays are upon us, are they not? And you can still achieve gift-giving greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, delicious Omaha steaks. We had more Omaha steaks night before last. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together specially curated packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting this Christmas and make you a holiday hero. All you have to do is go to omahasteaks.com to take advantage of 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use the code PLANT, P-L-A-N-T-E, at checkout, you're going to get an additional $40 off your order. You can thank me later. Send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites guaranteed to impress, like the legendary butcher's cut filet mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken fillets. You know, Michael uh, Piercy's father sent him a Chris Plant Show gift package from Omaha Steaks. And it's great. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush 
Just go to omahasteaks.com, use the promo code PLANT at checkout to save gobs of cash. omahasteaks.com, 50% off across the entire site. Plus, when you use the code PLANT at checkout, you're going to get another $40 off your order. A minimum order may be required. Yes, sir. Yeah, and there's one, one member of uh, Congress, Republican, who's keeping track of all the ridiculous stuff in there. And the Washington Post, the New York Times, they don't care because they're not in the news business. There's only one Chris Plant, The Chris Plant Show. Uh, no, no. Uh, actually, let's uh, let's go uh, back to the fuzz there. You know, oh, we're uh, paying millions for a Ukrainian freedom park in Washington, D.C. 477,000 for anti-racist training from the Equity Institute, which is a Democrat Party front group, of course. And they're getting nearly a half million taxpayer dollars so they can do anti-racist training. Does that intrude, include being pro-life? Probably not. I'm thinking that, but that's where 400 out of every 1,000 African-American pregnancies terminated in abortion. Is uh, is that racist? Hmm. It's just, uh, you know, the extermination of four out of 10, but pay no attention to that. $3 million for the LGBTQ plus museum in New York City, which is uh, very nice. $4.1 million in various career programs for Fairfax County in Virginia. It's one of the richest counties in the United States of America. And uh, forget about that $45 billion for Ukraine. We're also building Ukrainian Independence Park in Washington, D.C. Pretty amazing stuff. We're going to rename 25 post offices. I assume we're going to name them all for Democrats. You know, they stripped the name of Dr. Ben Carson off of a high school in Detroit because he's too successful. This is The Chris Plant Show. All right, let's go to the phones. I've got to do a mailbag, and we have we have audio, and we still have Twitter, the latest Twitter corruption, more Twitter corruption, revealed. The fact that it's being revealed is good. The fact that it is uh, so deeply ingrained in our, and it's our federal government across the board, the intelligence community. Is it a gated community? It kind of is a gated community in this case. And the FBI, sadly, tragically, the FBI, and it turns out that uh, they're corrupted in so many different ways by the federal government. Now it turns out the U.S. Central Command, the military, the Pentagon, and probably the U.S. Special Operations Command involved with Twitter on doing information operations and uh, remarkable stuff. But right now, let's go to the telephones. Let's go to Mike calling from Stafford, Virginia. Who might have something to say about this, too? Mike, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Yeah, Chris, thanks for taking my call again. I, I called on Monday. I'm a retired bureau guy, that, uh, and I went back and listened to the show. And you asked me a question about whether I, I thought that the uh, intelligence community was running an operation against the American people. And for some reason, I interpreted that question as being 
in my time, and in my time, I no, I was unaware of it. But I don't think there's any inter- other interpretation of what you're seeing now. And that, that's that's the whole reason I called because of my disappointment and anger is what I'm seeing, and and hearing. And again, I, it, I and on Monday when I said it, I just uh, keep waiting for more to come out, and it, it never seems to appear. But I just wanted to clarify. I don't want to take any time away from other callers or stuff. But mm-hmm. when I back, went back and listened to the show, I felt kind of stupid because I don't know why I interpreted. The question is being, was I aware of it in my time? But and it was not. But there's again, there's no other interpretation of what's going on now that there was, there is. And uh, that that, that our U.S. intelligence agencies, on uh, the lead up to the 2020 election, uh, ran an operation, an information operation against the American people. I don't think there's any other interpretation. What 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 do you say? There's how can it how can it be denied what we're seeing coming out day after day? I don't know how many dumps there's been right already, about seven or eight or whatever. But I mean, it's constant, yeah. and it's it's the floodgates are opening, and it, it, I don't know how how, the, how people can make another interpretation of that other than um, <laughs> we're being duped here or something. Anyway, again, I don't want to take a time away from uh, other callers. I just wanted to to throw in um, when I went back and listened to the show again, I kind of felt stupid that... Uh, no, no, I, I understand. We were in a little bit of a time pinch at the end. I wanted to, I wanted to spend like an hour talking to you about uh, all kinds of things, uh, what's going on now. And now, Mike, for those who weren't here then, is a now retired FBI supervisory special agent. Is that correct? Good memory, yep. 28 years on, right? Right, correct. Your yeah. father was an FBI agent who was killed in the line of duty in 1966, right? That's correct. My uncle was an agent as and well. Your uncle, and your uncle was an agent. I'm just doing my memory test here from uh, from your call. And um, and Mike called in was just a spectacular call. And, and as we were wrapping up, I did ask, do you think that the U.S. intelligence community, the CIA and the others, were running a... Uh, basically like a, a foreign-style information operation against the American people. And, Mike, on whose behalf were they running this information operation? I would say the the, the, the uh, Democratic side. I mean, just it, the collection of oh, who did it. Be- you have to look at who it benefited. It wasn't the Republicans. It wasn't the conservatives. It was the other side. It's just um, That's my interpretation. And it's not. that's not the way it should be. It should be. Equal footing, equal playing ground, and it's, uh, it, 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 it wasn't. It yeah. totally wasn't. If you're going to interfere in elections, make sure that they're in Iran or in Nicaragua or someplace. But, uh, and, and the CIA, of course, has a history of doing that, and that's fine. That's their role. But they have uh, directed their, their skills and talents inward at uh, the American people and inside the United States and in our election in 2020. And I recognized it very early on. I'm really glad you called back in. I mean, I don't, I don't think you really came up too short on the answer, but we were just uh, wrapping up the call. But I'm glad you called back in. And, and your view is that they, it, this is the kind of thing we see the CIA doing in, in countries that are hostile to us. And now they have, uh, you know, turned inward and they're, and they're doing it to us. I mean, does that mean that the intelligence community has been corrupted from the inside? Again, how else can you interpret it? I mean, yeah. it's just the, the the leadership, the hierarchy, I think, is is it corrupts from the inside, and we need to 
I mean, I, I, I hear people saying dismantle the FBI. I think that's impossible. The FBI does too many things, just too many things. But leadership, some of the people that are in power now uh, in the intelligence community, I, I think that uh, we need to do some, some house cleaning. Yeah. And Mike was involved. You were involved in uh, all kinds of Cold War intrigue and espionage and Aldridge Ames and spies. And, you know, you know about um, international and foreign operations. And and uh, gosh, it just looks to me, I, I spent 10 years assigned to the Pentagon, my office in the Pentagon, and covering the intelligence community to the extent that, the, to the extent that you cover the intelligence community. But a decade doing that. And I picked up a thing or two along the way. And what I've been watching for the last several years is a complete corruption of the mission of our intelligence agencies and of the FBI. And, you know, the FBI, you know, you've been going through. There are now eight uh, drops from the Elon Musk Twitter investigation. And the latest one came out yesterday. And, um, and you've seen that the FBI was in constant contact. And they, first of all, the uh, Twitter hired m- at least a dozen FBI employees to go to Twitter. Exactly. A- and then we see Twitter being abused for political purposes. We saw the FBI uh, getting the fake FISA warrants and J. Edgar Comey uh, lying to the FISA courts and using Hillary Clinton's uh, opposition research as fake intelligence to get warrants to spy on Donald Trump. And the news media laughing at President Trump. They're not spying on you. We know it's all true now. Uh, and the FBI is the bad guy. And I know your heart is broken over this and your colleagues, all your retired uh, colleagues that you, you know, stay in touch with and hang out with. And uh, and Mike was saying the other day that, uh, you know, that everybody's just sickened by what has happened to this once great institution that's been so horribly corrupted uh, and doing the work of the Democrat Party and undermining you know, the Republican Party, the party of, of combat veterans and flag-waving patriotic Americans who are being targeted by the FBI and pro-life people being targeted in the pre-dawn raids. But uh, still, we had a caller earlier, Mike. I don't know if you heard uh, the caller earlier that uh, that weighed in, and he talked about the FBI a little bit. It was Matt who called in from St. Louis. and said, the FBI, you know, we said the Las Vegas massacre of more than 50 people at a country music concert. And gosh, we have no idea what the motive could be. Hates country music, pro-American Trump people, you know, wearing red hats. The Supreme Court leak, which the <laughs> Supreme Court's supposed to be investigating. Ray Epps, uh, who was uh, inciting violence at, on January 6th. You know, we don't know who, and on January 5th, too, and he gets a free pass. Um, and who torched St. John's Church across from the White House, the Church of the Presidents? Uh, who injured 150 federal police officers in the siege of the White House, forced the evacuation of the president. No pre-dawn raids there, no arrests, no show trials there, no congressional hearings either. Uh, but, boy, I got to tell you, um, the, uh, the, the, that FBI badge is tarnished now, isn't it, Michael? Well, I, uh, I was thinking about that the other day, you know, when working the Ames case and stuff, and you know, the badge and credentials used to show it to people, and it meant something. And I, I mean, I left in 04, but um, I, I just think people, you flash that badge and credentials, that now it would, 
I think you get an RCA dog look at you, kind of, well, I'm not too sure I want to trust you to then. Right. And that was what it was all about, gaining the trust of people. I mean, all those cases, the Ames case and stuff, we depended on people to help us out. You know, I've had I had help people give me give me the key of their house so we could use it as a collection station for a camera we had down the road. And they they said, hey, knock yourself out, Mike. Here you go. And they they literally opened up their basement to me. They go in and out. Yeah. And it just the trust the trust that America used to have in the FBI, I think, is gone. And that is so important because we need we need the people and the cooperation. We we can't betray that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm nodding. I, I, I'm, I, I'm nodding. I, I, yeah. I, I, I just wanted to tell you that I, I told my son that I got on board and the, the Marines vet and uh, and he, he's excited. We're going to try and make a, a, a politics in a pint sometimes. And I, I really like would like to introduce him to you and because uh, he, he loves your show as well. Well, that's great. I, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, find a time before then even because this is a uh, uh, great, uh, great stuff. Um, and I thank you for calling in. And once again, uh, once again, I salute you and uh, and your son, uh, and I'll look forward to. Thank you, sir. I'll look forward to beers. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for calling back in too. I appreciate it. That's great. I uh, when I was living in Santa Barbara, I don't want to reveal who it was, but it was uh, it's actually a family member. Uh, lived across the street from a guy who was a suspected serial killer, because it's California, right? That's enough said. And the FBI came to this relative's home, and wanted to set up a surveillance operation in the master bedroom of the house to keep an eye on this guy across the street who they believed was a serial killer uh, attacking homes in the middle of the night, murdering couples, uh, multiple uh, things. And it was, of course, it was the FBI. So it was... I was like, yeah, sure, cool. Oh, yeah, we'll move out of the master bedroom and move into the, I like bringing them sandwiches and, you know, you're ordering pizzas and having a nice time and running this surveillance operation uh, uh, of the um, alleged serial killer and and all that. And it's the FBI, and it was, it was like, it was really cool. Hey, the FBI's moved into the house and the master bedroom. Really? What are you doing? Well, we're making pasta, you know, we're, that's what. All right, let's go. I want to get to, uh, so, you know, let, let's go to uh, number 11, soundbite number 11, as we're running out the clock once again, which we keep doing. Um, uh, you know, three hours is not enough. The Democrats give me too much. But in the uh, the Twitter, as for the Twitter thing, this is pretty amazing stuff. The latest Twitter files bombshell confirmation, the Pentagon. Now, we had the FBI, the CIA, the intelligence community tampering corruptly in our politics and our election. Uh, and now the Covert online psyops campaign, psychological operations, and um, it's the drop number eight. And the journalist this time is Lee Fang with the uh, Twitter files. And this is pretty amazing stuff. The uh, Twitter quietly aided the Pentagon's covert online psychological operations campaign, psyops campaign, despite promises to shut down covert state-run propaganda networks. Twitter documents show that the social media giant directly assisted the U.S. military in running influence operations. Actually, when I left CNN, I took a job with the Special Operations Command uh, doing I.O., information operations, and it uh, never panned out. Uh, long story, but I still have a condo in Tampa. 
Um, and 2017 email from officials U.S. Central Command at MacDill Air Force Base included a list of 52 Arab language accounts that the military used to, quote, amplify certain messages, end quote. And Twitter was co-opted by, and that's going to be uh, SOCOM as well. They say it's CENTCOM, Central Operations Command, uh, Central Command, rather. But the Special Operations Command also at MacDill, they're the ones running these uh, uh, these operations. So that's again, it's kind of an adjunct military adjunct of the of the um, uh, intelligence side of the house, right? And uh, in any case, but behind the scenes, Twitter gave approval to and special uh, protections for the U.S. military's online psychological influence operations, despite knowledge that the Pentagon's propaganda accounts use covert identities. Twitter did not suspend many for around two years and more. Some remain active to this day. So now we've got the intelligence community, the FBI, and the military had so thoroughly infiltrated, co-opted, might be a more accurate word, the uh, management at Twitter and this Yoel Roth guy who are all, they're all dazzled by the, you know, bright lights, big city. Ooh, and they're sharing classified information with them, giving them classified clearances. So we're not even going to see that stuff. This is more sinister, more third world, more Soviet than we ever could have imagined. And uh, the CENTCOM accounts, U.S. Central Command on the list, were tweeted frequently uh, about U.S. military priorities in the Middle East and promoting uh, anti-Iran messages. You know, these are information operations and psychological operations that the U.S. intelligence community and the military operates, and they had fully co-opted. We now see Twitter. Look for Facebook. Look for Google. uh, And look for all the ways they've corrupted our elections. You know, in Arizona, they uh, shut the algorithms down to uh, prejudice um, against the Republican and in favor of the Democrat. This is uh, an extremely corrupt uh, situation that we are that we're living with here. Uh, I saw a crazy movie last night that I, I wanted to mention called The Circle. The Circle. It was on uh, the movie channel or something like that. And it made in 2017, and and um, and it was kind of about a, a, a like uh, you know Bay Area Silicon Valley high tech company like Facebook or Google or Twitter, and how it's cult like. And how they went wild. I, I, it needed a rewrite. It was an okay movie. I, I needed to rewrite the ending to make it better. Um, but uh, The Circle, 2017. Kind of interesting. Tom Hanks and uh, some other people. Uh, and most of the movie was very good. Then it petered out at the end. I suspect the intelligence community probably rewrote it for him and killed the punchline, I'm guessing. Uh, we also have uh, the, the, you know, the mailbag, the Twitter I'm going to try to answer some questions on the other side of this break uh, from you guys, from listeners on Twitter. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. And the Wednesday Twitter mailbag. I'm going to have trouble getting to the dominatrix in the city council meeting. And Was it Orlando? It's uh, Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale. That's pretty funny. But Richard, the uh, Twitter mailbag questions came in yesterday. Would you rather spend the holidays, Christmas, with the Clintons or the Obamas? Clearly a prank question. I mean, the obvious answer is neither, but let us I'd rather go to Cracker Barrel by myself. 
uh, play that little peg game. But, uh, you know, if I had to choose one, it's got to be the Clintons because the Obamas are boring and they're racist and they hate everybody and they're boring. Is that true? I'll bring my own. I'll bring my own. So the correct answer is neither, but the racist, boring, angry uh, Obamas, that would just be tedious. At least Bill Clinton would be funny. You know they're drinking their brains out and they're yelling and ashtrays are flying and lamps are breaking and stuff. So, uh, you know, I had to choose one. Definitely be the Clintons on that one. Great one from, uh, from T.J. Williams. If there are 90 different genders... Why do men only transition to women and women only transition to men? That is a great question. See, that's genius. That is wonderful. Wouldn't it be easier to transition to one of the 88 or 90 other genders since they're imaginary and require no surgery? That is, see, that's genius. That is, that is brilliant. I, I, don't, I don't think there's a question. I just want to agree with you. I just, that's absolutely great. Uh, when Rush Limbaugh passed, were you offered the time slot? Um, not by anyone that mattered. Not by, not, not by the people that mattered. Um, but I know what the answer should be. I know what the answer should be. Also, living in D.C. sounds pretty cool. History and parks and monuments and Arlington. However, sounds like crime is creeping closer and closer to Casa Plant. That's true. Sta- just if you count stabbings and shootings and, you know, carjackings and things like that. Are you dug in like an Alabama tick for the duration, or would you ever move? Uh, and, and I think the answer is, uh, we talk about it. We never talked about it, my best girl and I, for years and years. But in the last couple of years, the Democrats are really whizzing all over the city and making it more crime-ridden and crazy, mentally ill, homeless people all over the place and stabbings and shootings. <laughs> John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.